Welcome to this week's energy show. Now, today we're talking about the second biggest energy hog in your home. That's your swimming pool. Now, the first biggest energy hog, energy user, is your HVA system, your heating, your air conditioning. Now, of course, if you don't have a swimming pool, then you're okay. But it's still kind of interesting to listen to the trends that are happening in, in the industry. And there are things you can do with your HVAC system. That'll be the subject of another call. All right. Now, here's what's going on with your swimming pool. The technologies and the costs and the electric rates are constantly changing. So it's important to look at the current conditions. What's going on now with pool heating technology, with the costs of these systems, and also of electric rates when evaluating your options. So I just finished this research for my own pool. We moved into an old house, and it's got an old pool, and it's got a bunch of old stuff. And I'm like, gee, I, I'm getting killed by heating up the pool. I, I can't even afford to heat up the pool. It's crazy. And I was surprised when I looked at some options. I looked at a bunch of options. I was surprised at the results. Now, first of all, just having a swimming pool is expensive. The maintenance on the pool, and we're talking about here in Northern California, I'm sure it's cheaper elsewhere, but the maintenance on the pool is about $150 a month or about $1,800 a year. That's to pay a guy to come out once a week and make sure the pool's clean, make sure the chemical levels in the pool are good, make sure everything's working. And I could do most of this myself. I just don't you know, always have the time for it. So you've got maintenance costs, and you can do that yourself, but not much you can do about that. But the bigger cost, the killer is the electricity and the heating for the pool. Now, let's just talk about the electricity for the pool pump. That's the pump that pulls water out of the bottom of the pool, pushes that water through a filter, and then pushes the clean water back into the pool. The electricity for that pool pump here in Northern California, on the average, and this is based on um, current electric rates in PG&E territory and average energy usage of these pumps, the average electricity cost for the pool pump alone is $1,300. Now, I didn't even get to heating the pool. Heating the pool is so expensive that most people don't bother to heat their pools in the spring, early summer, and fall because it's just ridiculously expensive. They just say, hey, uh, it's too cold. If somebody's a polar bear and wants to swim in this ice cold water, if the kids want to jump in, that's fine. But we're not going to heat the pool. Just use it. Use the pool in July, August, and maybe September when it's kind of warmed up from the ambient air temperature. So what can you do? to reduce your total pool operating costs. Well, I'm going to put aside the whole issue about the maintenance. You can try and do that yourself, but it's, it's good to have a professional, but it can be done. What you can do, and there's a bunch of things. One is you can adjust the pool circulating pump controls to run the pumps a little bit less. You shave a little bit off the cost. The second thing you can do is shut down the pool in the winter. That's what I do because I'm not swimming in the winter. The third thing you can do is install a variable speed pool pump, kind of upgrade your equipment, um, and, and, another th- and the fourth thing you can do is put in a pool cover, either automatic or manual. And the last thing you can do, kind of going in order of what the expenses are, is put in a pool heating system. All right, so let's just start with looking at what some of the, the simplest, cheapest things are. You know, basically, no cost for you to adjust the controls on your pool so that you may be running these expensive pumps less often. Now, keep in mind that your pool maintenance company doesn't pay your electric bills. They're setting the pump controls in a way that are recommended by the manufacturers that are going to keep the pool really clean, and the maintenance guys want your pool to be clean. But they're going to run the filter pump and then the boost pump, and there's a booster pump for many pools that, that powers this automated sweeper that kind of goes around the bottom of the pool. They're going to operate those pumps 
as recommended by the manufacturers. And what you can do is you may be able to slightly or more significantly reduce the number of hours a day that that pump can run. The pumps use a lot of electricity. They use like 3,000 kilowatt hours a year. That's a lot. Now, if you're in a place where electricity is cheap, say, you know, Florida, wherever, where electricity might be 15 cents a kilowatt hour, that's only $450 a year. But, you know, here in Northern California, the latest PG&E E1 rates, 49 cents a kilowatt hour. Let's round that up to to 50 cents a kilowatt hour. You're probably going to be in the peak rate if you have a pool. That's just kind of by nature. People with pools use more electricity. They probably have air conditioner. They have bigger houses. You're looking at $1,500 at the top tier rate. So you can maybe change your controls a little bit. Adjust your controls that you ring the pool pump less. So what's going to happen is you're not going to be filtering the water as completely. And if you just kind of back it off a little bit, experiment, talk to your pool guy or your pool gal. You don't want to be cutting the time back so much that you have foggy water, the water's not clear, or there may be debris in the bottom of the pool because the pool sweeper didn't pick that thing up, or heck, you even get algae growing on the side of the pool. You don't want to do that. But you may be able to cut the number of hours back a little bit. So instead of running the pool pump and the sweep four or five hours a day, you can run it maybe three or four hours a day. The other thing you can do is you can look at your electric rates. And sometimes you have a time of use rate, which we have in Northern California, and you don't want to run the pool pump when electric rates are most expensive. And so that's something you have to do and look at your electric bill. All right, the next thing you can do is just shut down your pool in the winter. You can't swim anyway when the water's that cold. You're not going to be able to heat it. It's going to cost you a fortune. It's going to cost you more to restart the pool in the spring because the pool guy's going to have to maybe do a little bit more work. And, and I suggest that you have a cover to keep out the leaves. I used to live in a house where there was a lot of trees blowing leaves around, and the cover was really, really helpful. We'll talk about that next. But you can shut down the pool in the winter. You're not going to run the electricity for the pump in the winter, and you're not going to be paying for pool maintenance. The pool guy won't like it, but you're going to save some money. All right. The next thing you can do, I did this at, at my old house, we had a pool cover. Now, if you put in a pool cover, what happens is it's going to reduce the need for filtering the water. Why? Because when the pool's covered, you're not going to get dust and debris falling into the pool. So the pool's going to be inherently cleaner. So you can maybe go from four or five hours a day to two or three hours a day. The other thing is the pool cover is going to keep the pool warmer. You're going to get less heat loss from evaporation and let he- less heat loss from radiation of cooling, which happens at night on these cold, clear, on these cool, clear nights. Now, this thing about water evaporation, it's really significant. Um, evaporation accounts for 70% of the energy lost for pools, and that's kind of if you're heating the pool, because evaporating water rec- sucks up a lot of energy. It's, a th- it's about 1,000 BTUs to evaporate a pound of water, 8,000 BTUs to evaporate a gallon of water. So if you kind of, if you see the water level in the pool coming down from evaporation, not from a leak, you're losing a lot of energy and it's going to cost more to keep the pool clean. Now, with pool covers, I learned this through experience, obviously. The ideal thing is to get an automatic pool cover. There's several companies that make them. They work really well. They work best for rectangular pools. If you have like a weird-shaped pool, you still have to be able to automatically pull a rectangle over it. So you can put a cover over, say, an oblong-shaped pool, like a kidney-shaped pool. On my pool, unfortunately, I have a spa that's sticking up kind of right on the side, and I can't do it. So I can't cover my pool. So not an option for me. But there's other things to do. And the best thing to do, and this is kind of a no-brainer, is put in what's called a variable speed or a two-speed pool pump. I would suggest go for the variable speed pump. They're not that much more expensive. And that's going to be much cheaper to run than the standard 
pumps that just run at one speed. Now, the pumps have motors that are one horsepower or one and a half horsepower motors. And if it's a single speed pump, you're always going to be running at one and a half horsepower. So that's like 2250 watts or something. So it uses a lot of power. If you're running with that standard pump, that pump's going to have a one and a half horsepower motor. That's 1500 watts and 746 watts per horsepower. So you're going to be using a lot of power and then it's going to run a long time. You're going to use a lot of energy. So if you have a variable speed pump, the pump's only going to operate when you need that higher power level. So when it starts up, it's going to operate a higher power level. But once it gets going, it's going to back way off. And if you have something like a solar thermal system, it's only going to run at that high power level when you're pumping water up to the roof. Other times it's going to run at a lower power level. So here, just running some numbers, I did this for my pool. Here in California, standard pool pump uses 3,000 kilowatt hours a year. And at 45 cents a kilowatt hour, that works out to be $1,300. We talked about that before. If you change to a variable speed pump, you can cut your energy use to 1,000 kilowatt hours. And these are estimates that are put together by various energy commissions. So you're going from 3,000 kilowatt hours to 1,000 kilowatt hours. And at the same high electric rate, that's $480 a year. So you're saving a bunch of money. You're saving like 900 bucks right off the top. Now, here's the kicker. With these new variable speed pumps, when I realized this, I was like, boy, I, hit, I felt like I hit the jackpot. I'm an energy geek, so I think about you know saving energy in, in a cool way. It's great. These new variable speed pumps are really quiet. And a lot of times you don't want to be running your pool pump at night when you're trying to sleep because it's making a racket. And maybe you have a cover over and it's not going to be so bad. But my pump was making a racket. Maybe it was an old pump. I don't know. But I put this variable speed pump on. It's really quiet. So I can run the pump at night. And now here's the thing. I'm on the EV rate in California. If you're on a standard rate in California, there's no time of use. If you're on the solar rate or a time of use rate, the electric rate at night is 33 cents a kilowatt hour instead of close to 48 or 49 cents a kilowatt hour. So you could run the pump let's just say an average of 45 cents a kilowatt hour, you can run it at 33 cents a kilowatt hour. That's going to cut the average energy cost for the pool pump to $330 a year. Now, you know, remember, we were we were starting at a 1300 Now, taking it a step further, I have an electric vehicle. So I'm on the EV rate. The EV off-peak rate, this is PG&E's EV off-peak rate, is 13 cents a kilowatt hour. So I run my pool pump after 11 p.m. at night. I can run it between 11 p.m. and 7 a.m. I run it at like 11.30, so I make sure I'm into that EV rate if the timer's off a little bit. So I'm running it at 13 cents a kilowatt hour. And that cuts the pool pump energy cost to $130 a year. So here's what I accomplished with this new variable speed pump on the EV rate. I went from current operating cost of my old pump of $1,300 a year. When I changed to the variable speed pump on the current electric rates, I went to $480 a year because it uses less electricity. Then when I went from the standard electric rate to my EV rate, I cut the cost to $130 a year. So I'm saving $1,170 a year on this new variable speed pump that I can run at night. And the pump only costs like $1,600. So you probably find them cheaper. That gives me a 1.4 year payback. That's great. Now, you got to apply your actual electric rates. If I didn't have the EV, it would still make a lot of sense because that pump is operating with less energy and I could also kind of try and run it at off-peak times. Okay, now let's look at pool heating. You've got three options. You can use the standard gas or electric heater that you probably have with your pool. You can put in 
pool solar thermal panels. These are panels that go on the roof to connect in your pool pump. They work great. Or you can put in a heat pump heating system. So I did some research to see what the pool heating costs are in the U.S. Um, this is from the U.S. Energy Information Agency. A gas pool heater uses 39 million BTUs per year. It works out to what, what the gas companies measure things in, in terms of therms. That's 400 therms. And it, at the, the Northern California rates of about a dollar eighty a therm, and high users pay $2 right now, but at a dollar eighty a therm, to heat the pool occasionally, it's $720 a year. Electric pool heaters are going to cost you about $1,600 a year, way more, because electricity is more expensive. And these are just averages, so you got to re- realize that people aren't keeping their pools really warm. All right, so... How much does it cost? How much energy does it take to heat the pool? Well, I just ran some rough numbers, and you know, there's, these things are all over the map. But let's say your pool is 20,000 gallons. That might be a little bit on the high side. That works out to be 164,000 pounds of water, and we kind of calculate that number of pounds to see how many BTUs it's going to take. And let's say you're going to raise the temperature of the pool from 60 degrees to 80 degrees. Eh, you know, during, you know, in the morning when, when I wake up, my pool might be around 55 degrees in the winter might be 60 degrees or so, a little bit warmer in, in the spring. It's going to take 4.7 million BTUs, and we got. I'm assuming that there's a 70% efficiency of the heater, or about 47 therms. So that works out to be about $85 just to heat your pool once from 60 to 80 degrees, and that's at $1.80 a therm. Plus, you have the pool electricity. The pump's going to be running, you know, probably continuously for two days to heat the thing up. So ballpark, including the pump, electricity, figure about 100 bucks to heat up your pool for one day with natural gas. If it's like 60 degrees and you want to heat it up because you got a party on the weekend, about 100 bucks. All right. If you're using an electric heater for your pool, running the math, it's about $450. That's like outrageous. I mean, you might as well just, you know, tell all your guests you're going to get them some Dom Perignon champagne and just, uh, you know, just dangle your feet in the cold water instead of heat that pool up. Now, if you're in a warm climate, these numbers are going to be less because you're not going to have to heat it up as much. If you have really cheap natural gas, it's going to be less. But if you're up north and you want to heat the pool when it's cool outside, you're looking at a lot of money. So in reality, heating your pool with gas or electricity is very expensive. People just don't spend money. You can see that in the statistics. They don't heat their pools when, uh, that often. They only use the pools when the weather's warm and the pools are naturally heated, maybe three months a year. So it's okay for the summer months, but you can't use the pool in the spring and in the fall. So the best solution to that is a solar pool heating system. And basically with these systems, you run pool water through a plastic collectors that are mounted on your roof. And there's pipe, pool piping that goes up, these white pipes. And you're using the existing pool pump. You just have to install some automated controls and a valve that when you want to be heating the pool, it directs the cool pool water up to the roof where you've got these solar thermal panels. And they may heat the water up to like 90, 100 degrees. And then it dumps into the pool. And after about a day or two, it's just going to warm it up. A lot of good manufacturers make these pool heating collectors. Fafco, Heliocoil, Aquatherm, some of those are some of the ones that, that I've been uh, friendly with here in California for years and years. There's, there's others. There's, these systems are simple. They're popular. They're effective. And basically what they do is they allow you to use your pool maybe six to eight months a year instead of just two or three. Big price range depending on the size of the pool because the number, the amount of collectors you need on the roof is basically dependent on the surface area of the pool. 
Let's just pick a number, $6,000 for putting in a system. And the benefit is you can use your pool more. You're not going to be reluctant to spend $100 to heat that pool up in the spring for a weekend. All right. The only disadvantage is you have to run the pool pump in the middle of the day when it's sunny. So that's good. That makes sense. The sun's got to be hitting these collectors. But you can't run the pool pump during off-peak times because, you know, obviously you're not going to be getting a lot of sun. So still, if you put in a variable speed pool pump, you're going to save money and you can kind of figure out how to program the pool heating system to optimize it. Now, another good idea, and this is kind of where I'm coming down now, is a pool heat pump. So that is a good option. We're going to talk about that more in a minute. The technology for heat pumps has gotten better a lot over the past you know, 10 years or so. I mean, it's amazing for heating domestic hot water, that natural gas tank you have in, in, in your basement or your garage, it turns out that, that the heat pump is the most effective way to heat that water. It's cheaper than natural gas. It's cheaper than a solar thermal domestic hot water system, which I used to do, I used to love. But now you've got this little mini heat pump that's going to heat the water up and it's going to work great. Now, a heat pump is basically an air conditioner running in reverse. If you go outside to your compressor that your air conditioner is using, while it's pumping cold air into the house, you feel that hot air coming off the heat exchangers on, the, on this round kind of like cylindrical compressor. So basically what happens is the heat pump is cooling the ambient area. It's making the air outside cooler, but it's sending the heat that's sucking out of the air into your pool water. It's basically the same as a heat pump for your house. So these heat pump pool systems are special. It requires a different design and a different kind of heat exchanger. It's actually got an air-to-water heat exchanger instead of an air-to-air heat exchanger. It might cost four or $5,000 to take out that old gas heater or to take out that electric pool heater and put in a heat pump heater. Now, I started running the numbers on these things. So here's the advantages. Here's why it starts to really make sense. Now, pool heat pumps have what's called a coefficient of performance of about five. And so that's kind of a measure of the efficiency. But what a coefficient of performance means in very simple terms, for every one kilowatt hour that goes into the pool heat pump to run the compressor and the fans, it generates five kilowatt hours of heat for your pool. And that extra four kilowatt hours of heat is basically coming from ambient air. You're using, you're basically turning the, the electricity that goes in into heat itself. So basically you get Four free kilowatt hours of heat, you kind of figure out what that means in terms of BTUs, 32, 14 BTUs per kilowatt hour, but you get four free ones for every one that you put in. So back to our electric heating example of about a thousand kilowatt hours to heat your pool on a weekend with a regular electric heater, it's only going to take 200 kilowatt hours to heat your pool with a heat pump hot water heater. Five times better. Now, you can get these pool pumps that have a coefficient of performance that maybe six or seven maybe even eight in the future. So they're going to be even more efficient. So let's kind of using the same benchmark numbers. Let's say you're spending 45 cents a kilowatt hour. That's kind of the peak rate here in California at that 200 kilowatt hours to heat the pool. So that's going to cost you $90 to heat your pool up with a heat pump instead of 450 with electric. And remember we had talked about it's about $100 with natural gas. So it's a little bit cheaper. But here's the thing. If you're running your pool heat pump system on low off-peak electric rates, you can really, really save. So I kind of went through the math, and, um, you know, for mine, if I run that, um, that heat pump at 13 cents a kilowatt hour, instead of, at 13 cents a kilowatt hour, instead of 45 cents a kilowatt hour, that thousand kilowatt hours of heat that it takes to heat up my pool is only going to cost me $3,000 
$13. That's really, really good. It's amazing. So if you're using these off-peak electric rates on the EV rate, it's $13 a kilowatt hour. And if you have solar on your roof, it's basically free. So you put in one of these pool heat pump systems, and you really, really can dramatically cut the cost to heat your pool. Now, what are the disadvantages? Not for everybody, all right? The first thing is these heat pump systems are not as efficient if the weather's cool. So if you're trying to heat your pool in Massachusetts in February and it's really cold outside, you're not going to get a five a coefficient of performance of five. It's going to be much lower. And also for people here in the Bay Area, if you're going to be running that pool pump at night when it's cooler, you know, it's not going to be 80 degrees. It's going to be 60 or maybe 55. It's, it's going to run slightly less efficiency, but it's still really a killer in terms of benefits. All right. So here are my recommendations. Number one, Change to a variable speed pool pump right away. Just call up your pool guy and you say, I'm sick of spending so much money on my my pool electric bill. Put that variable speed pump in and you're going to go from, on current rates, $1,300 a year to run that pool pump down to about $480 a year. And if you are on the electric vehicle rate, you can run your variable speed pool pump at night and that's going to bring the cost down to $130 a year. It's really, really good. Okay. Recommendation number two, heat your pool with a solar pool heating system. I mean, I just like solar. It's, it's, it's cleaner. It just works. You're taking natural heat from the sun, collecting it in these black plastic panels, basically dumping that heat right into the pool. So put those solar thermal panels on the roof. You want to do it on roofs that have a lot of sun and it makes a lot of sense especially if you don't have rooftop solar or if you have low off-peak electric rates. So we run into this issue with customers sometimes where they have rooftop solar. They want to put in a rooftop solar system, but the pool panels are in the place we want to put the rooftop solar system on. Sometimes we move the pool panels around. Sometimes we put the, the PV, the photovoltaic panels, in a less ideal place. But it makes sense if you can do that. The tricky thing is if you have the solar thermal panels, you basically have to be running your pool pump in the middle of the day when it's sunny, and that may not coincide with the lowest rates. EV rates at 13 cents a kilowatt hour, it's not going to coincide. And the last option, heat your pool with a heat pump. It's ideal if you have really low off-peak electric rates, like the EV rate. And you're going to go from $100 to heat your pool for a day with natural gas down to $13 a day to heat your pool for a day on the EV rate with a heat pump. Okay, so the cheapest way to heat your pool, this is what I found, is with a heat pump hot water heater or with a solar thermal system used in conjunction with rooftop solar and the EV electric rate. All right, that's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. Thanks to all of our listeners for joining us. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamon.energy and listen to the podcast.